Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, John. How's it going? <laughs> Pretty good. How about you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Man, I'll yeah. tell you what. It's beautiful weather outside. Memphis is crazy. One week, you've got 15 inches of snow, and it's, <clears throat> excuse me, 30-something degrees, or excuse me, 10 degrees outside. That's right. And now, you know, the last couple of days have been beautiful, 75-degree weather and sunny, and yeah, that's Memphis. Blink one, right. one moment, and uh, the weather will be different. I, but I am ready for the trees to start having leaves again, like just some greenery, you know? Yeah. It's so great. Everyone still. in Memphis, just, just uh, they just cussed you out. Yeah. Because <laughs> they know that when that happens, the pollen starts falling. All you got to do is And then people are going to be... <laughs> All their pill and stuff the right. And listen, when I say the pill, makes it's Claritin. Yeah, okay? that's go. what I'm talking that's about. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need. Thank you for doing Zyrtec that. Zyrtec or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's getting to be a beautiful time of year, and it's starting to feel like the Easter season. You know, here we are in the third week of uh, of Lent. You mm-hmm. know, we just went through the third Sunday, and uh, I mean, just happy to be here. Uh, we were able to go on the Catholic Cafe the other day. Deacon Jeff had me on. We were able to talk about the Nail Road, and I got to tell you something, man. This thing just keeps growing. Um, you know, we picked up five or six patrons over the oh, weekend. Yeah. We're up in the sixties, almost seventy people that are now going through this, and the comments have been incredible. Um, there's guys on Facebook that are sitting there saying, "This is what I've gotten out of today." You know, almost every day, there's guys sitting there saying, I, "You know, within the first week, I feel a, a closeness to the Lord I haven't felt in a long time." And I've been doing it every single day. It's helped me stay on top of reading the Gospels and write down and continue that conversation with God. Um, I found myself every day before I got here, you know, we're on the week of, of the spouse. This is mm-hmm. the second week that started today. And I did all the laundry, you know, in the house, all the kids laundry and stuff before I came to the show today. And my wife had a heart attack and fell over in the floor. <laughs> now, no, if you start just, dusting, then yeah, that's when you really She committed. was just like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Right. And it's just these small things, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, as we've said before, virtue is made in the small moments. Those choices are in the small moments, not always these grand, you know, uh, signs of, right. of whatever, but... Um, just guys have been sharing about how it's transforming their lives and they're being just more, they're paying more attention to the relationship with God, with their wife, all of these things and being joyful about writing them down and looking at the positive of the spiritual life. So just so thankful for that. Next month is going to be on humility. We all can learn, you know, have a, have a need for the learn of, uh, to learn that virtue in our life. Um, that if you're going to get on the narrow road for next month, you need to order it by, uh, March the 22nd. That's when we're going to ship out. So, Go ahead and sign up at the $20 level to become a patron. You can do that at justaguyinthepew.com or at uh, you can go to www.patron.com pewministries and you can sign up there. That means you'll get the copy. You'll also get the metal koozie that comes with it. But guys, this is not just a book. This is an experience at a community of brothers that are walking towards virtue and holiness. And it's awesome to get on these patron Zooms and all this to see guys from all over the country sharing and, and finding a place where they realize that they all have the same issues in their life, right? And we can work to be better men together. So it's a, it's a wonderful thing. So sign up at any level, but if you want to go on the narrow road, then do that uh, at the $20 level. It goes to support us. And again, it allows you to evangelize other men by using our apostolate to talk to other men about God. So thank you for that. And in fact, we have some new patrons, John, Mark, Stephen, Brian, and Rick that signed up in the last few days. Thank you guys for joining 
They all joined at the Narrow Road. I also want to say thank you to our sponsor, uh, Covenant Eyes. They're sponsoring the Narrow Road. They're sponsoring the podcast. And guys, if you're somebody that's struggling with pornography, you got to take steps. You can't wish it away. And one of those steps is to secure your devices where you can't look at it. And also to secure your home. You're not the only person that's using a device in your house. If you've got children and they're anywhere near the age of six and above, those are when children get exposed to this. So you can use this to protect your family, to protect yourself, and and you know find accountability in your life uh, with with a, with a partner to be a part of it. But look, it's all about you know as you journey through this monthly, whether it's the podcast or the narrow road, don't let sexual sin become an impediment to your growth. Get Covenant Eyes today, and you can do it at start.covenanteyes.com/pew. So now I want to jump into the show. Uh, you know, we were in church the other day. You were sitting behind mm-hmm. me, and I, I told you about this after we left. Um, you know, sitting there, and, and we've been blessed to have a lot of people come to 1030 Mass. It's just, you know, I sit towards the front. You sit right there near us a lot. When we get there early, yes. Yeah, when you get there yeah. early. Now you got to. It's, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, we've been blessed to have a lot of people coming. And, um, you know, we're sitting there, and we're one of the first ones to go to receive the body, you know, and then we come back to the pew, and I'm praying, and usually praying, you know, Lord, help me to respond to this, things like that. And, uh, you know, I opened my eyes when I'm done, and I started looking to the left. And it was just people after people. I was going, where are all these people coming from? Then all of a sudden, you know, somebody walked by in a veil, you know, um, a, a woman with a veil and her family. And I just finished these beautiful prayers. And thank you, God, for, for, for coming into my, my body once again to give me strength and for what he's done for us. And all of a sudden I heard this thought of, like, she's got a veil. They think they're better than me? Mm-hmm. Like, are they holier than me? Right? Like, then the next thing you know, a family walks by with six or seven kids. And... Um, you know, and I'm like, wow, they've got more kids than we do. Should Angela and I have had more kids? Like, are we not Catholic enough because we don't have enough kids? And these thoughts start coming through my mind and, and I'm diving down in this rabbit hole. And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, I just got through praying. I just received the, the Eucharist. Like, why am I having these thoughts? And bam, this answer came in my mind. It's like, John, those are your insecurities. It's like God answered me right in that moment. Like what you're seeing in them, what you, what's angering you or that you're comparing yourself to is your own insecurities this is you're projecting this on someone else and so i thought man what a i can't be the only one right i, I know for a fact people have told me that they do the same thing so i thought about what a show topic to talk about is our own insecurities um and to start with i just want to say like what insecurity is you know a, any kind of um dictionary would tell you it's an uncertainty or an anxiety about oneself a lack of confidence and self-doubt and the thing is if we're not careful our insecurities lead us ultimately to sin. And that's what was happening in my life, right? I, I'd gone to confession the day before. I just had the Eucharist, like the, just took the Lord into my body. And then five seconds later, I find myself looking at them, judging mm-hmm. myself, judging them, comparing myself, getting angry, you know, and then starting to, to list all the ways in which they aren't perfect either. Right. And, and, and it just leads you down this sin. And some of them are, are some of the deadly sins, right? Anger and wrath and envy and all of this stuff. So I thought it'd be a good thing to talk about today and, and just what insecurity, if we don't keep it in check and we don't look at it, is going to do in our spiritual lives. So what you're saying, it's kind of like the gateway temptation to yeah, sin, right? Yeah, really yeah, it is. Right, yeah. Right. Don't uh, smoke it. Right. So, <laughs> don't yeah. inhale. That's yeah. right. So, and I, I agree with you because there's times where I've, I've measured myself in the sense of, am I doing something correctly? Because you know I'm I'm a convert, sure. so 
Uh, I'm, a lot of stuff I'm learning as I'm seeing things happen. Or I read, but yet you have to dive deeper and to really understand it where people who are born in the faith know it because they went to school their whole life within the Catholic uh, church, you know, or Catholic mm-hmm. school. So, so for me, it's like, I go, well, why did someone do that? You know, what's, you know, I, I observe them sometimes. Sure. And so, you know, and, and sometimes I find out where there's a person that comes last, always last. And, you know, Neil and all stuff receives on tongue, but it's like, it's like Father gives a special thing. I'm like, why is she getting a special body of Christ? <laughs> she? It's gluten-free. Sure. Okay, so I finally found that out. I was like, okay, well, that's fine. But, you know, all those things, we can kind of get to the point where we're thinking, okay, why am, why am I not feeling that way? Yeah. When someone comes back to the pew and they're like, you know, tearing up, you see a tear going down, stuff like that, that's awesome. That's being touched. Sure. You know, and like, I, I remember going back to where my friend was a very Pentecostal person. Mm-hmm. Is that why me. you bring snakes to church? I'm just kidding. Oh, you know, I never handled them, but, you know. <laughs> but but he, he went to this, it was like this uh, revival. So yeah. I remember going there and people, he laying hands on people and they're passing out and stuff. I'm like, it kind of freaked me out, you know, because I'm a Presbyterian, you know. We're, sure. We're very, the frozen chosen, as they, they called <laughs> us, you know. Yeah. We were very, you know, everything was decently in order and that's how it was done, you know. Yeah. None, none, none other stuff. But anyways, I, I don't want to digress, but what I'm going to point is, is that something was happening and I wasn't experiencing it. Sure. And there's something that I was getting jealous because, like, like why did that person fall out? And when he prayed on me, I didn't fall. Yeah. You know, it's something wrong with me. What's going on? You missed this, your cue. Well, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, no one hit my knees, you know? That's right. So the thing is, is like, I, I agree with you on that because I think we all have this sensibility of kind of like, you know, judging who we are in our life and our faith and in our consumption of stuff. And that's, that's the I guess, nature of the beast being human, right? Sure. And, and, and living in the fleshly moment of that, that time. Um, and God's calling us to be more spiritual. You know, right. grab with your spiritual eyes and see that person is hurting just as much as you are. There's no difference. Well, and it's a maturity thing too, right? Like you have to, a lot of times we don't stop ourselves. Mm-hmm. We see it and then before you before you could stop yourself, you're down this road and then you just, you could, your, your whole mood can change in an instant because you're, you're really looking as like, man, I'm not good enough and I'm, I'm not enough. Like that's really what you're saying is I'm not enough in whatever you're comparing yourself to. And that's really the first sin that I would say that it leads you to is right. that comparison. You know, it leads you to telling yourself you're not enough. And then I start to trying to overcompensate and to do whatever it takes to be enough. And the thing is, that it's, you, it's never going to be enough, mm-hmm. right? Because you, you've set this impossible bar that you think someone else is at, right? This person that's wearing a veil that, you know, that I was talking about, they weren't sitting there thinking about how holy they were. They were just trying to be reverent and love the Lord in the way that they do. Right. But here I am putting all these suggestions, these thoughts, what they must be thinking of themselves. Oh, how proud of themselves they must be. They must look down on everybody. They didn't say any of that. That was in my mind. Those are the things that start happening when you start comparing yourself. And I mean, it's just, we set a ridiculous bar that's not even there that we can't ever reach. And so we start to get angry and all these other things. You know, there's a quote that I was reading um, and it wasn't attributed to anybody, but it says the reasons we struggle with insecurities is because we compare our behind the scenes with everybody else's highest Mm -hmm. bar. Yeah. Right. So like, again, these people weren't doing anything, but worshiping the way that they worship. Or they were—they decided they were going to follow NFP and had six kids or whatever. 
they weren't out to say, oh, I'm going to have you know 7.5 kids and I'm going to be better than everybody else. That's what our minds do with all this stuff. And our insecurities start to run wild. And it's like that one insecurity comes in and it's an ember. And then the devil's sitting there with a, you know, with a, with one of those old fire blow things, you know, to blow Mm -hmm. the ember into flame. That's what he's doing in your mind. And then you go down all kinds of rabbit holes and it starts with comparison where you start saying, well, they're this and I'm not, you know, or, or the other way you start to say, well, they might be that, but I'm this, you know, and you just start fighting some imaginary battle in your head that's not even there. And when you start to overcompensate, right? Like even though enough's never gonna be enough, you start to try to overcompensate a lot because you don't, you know, most, a lot of people that are insecure wind up being arrogant mm-hmm. because they don't want people to know that the way they feel about themselves or that they're deficient in anything. So when they start to overachieve, they also get very arrogant and they try to cover those insecurities with that which is the sin of pride. I mean, that that goes back to another deadly sin is that arrogance. But there's another quote that says, confidence is silent, insecurity is loud. And that's what happens when we get insecure. We begin to overact on everything. We start to, you know, out try to outdo everyone and everything. And it's very loud and abrasive. And you know, I, there's guys in my life I've worked with that it was that way. It's like, dude, what happened to you when you were younger or something? To why you feel like you have to be so right. abrasive and bold and you're in charge and da 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 da. Like, what happened in your life? And it's insecurity. You know, it it wells up within us, and we start to live as these different people. So arrogance is one of the other things. So you've got comparison and you've got arrogance there that it can lead to. The other thing is anger and envy. You know, when I was sitting there, like I, that's what really woke me up in this sort of trance of insecurity and, and on my knees still there waiting for communion to be over. It was like, I started to feel angry, you know, like, well, just they must think this about themselves. And gosh, I'm tired of people looking down on other Catholics that don't do the things that they do. Again, nothing they said. They didn't have a sign on that said, I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. It was just my own insecurities. And I felt that anger welling up within me, you know, and, and, and that's what really woke me up in the moment because it went from anger and then to envy, right? Well, you know what? I could do that too if I wanted to. You know, just this envy and, you know, God loves me as much as they love them. I know he does. Look at all the things I'm doing, right? And it just sets you off on this course of things. And it doesn't matter if it's your job or a sport or anything. Like if we if we let our insecurities control us, we're going to wind up in a very dark place and, and open ourselves to all sorts of sins in our life. Right. We, well, we end up gradually not loving others but loving ourself only. Yeah. And that's where the insecurity begins. Yeah, oddly yeah. enough, it leads you right. back to selfishness. Right, yeah. So, but but that's the thing. It's, it's one of those things where um, I think we're also desiring to be better, more more manna, right? Yeah. Desire to have more, to be more, to to raise your kids in a, I guess, more affluent way than maybe you were raised because, mm-hmm. you know, you're still combating some images that you had when you were young, you know, like I didn't have all the Star Wars movies. I mean, Star Wars films and and the toys and all that stuff. Uh, I had a big wheel, but you know, it was a used big wheel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, well, I'm, my kids are gonna eat all this stuff, you know. And we can give that to our kids unknowingly. Sure. You know? We're like, well, well, did my daddy, mommy bought me the brand this new thing here? Yeah. You know, and yours is old. Your dolly's old. You know, stuff like that. You don't want to transfigure or sorry, transfer that to them. Sure. We have to be very careful. Well, it leads into that keeping up with the Joneses, you yeah. know, so and so got a 
you know, got a, uh, you know, a, a Chevy and I'm going to get like the, the top of the line Chevy pickup truck or yeah. so-and-so drives a BMW. I'm going to get a Mercedes and, you know, so-and-so just bought a new house. I'm going to buy a bigger house. It just, it always gets us into these things. That's why I like, I was saying enough's never enough. We mm-hmm. set this bar that you're always reaching for, but it's never going to be enough. You know, the other thing is just that, is, is that judgment, you know, the anger and envy leads you towards wrath and envy Two more of the, of the seven deadly sins is that your that anger becomes wrath that envy obviously becomes envy and it gets worse if you don't put it in check and you could really wreck your day i mean i, I looked at it as such a grace in the moment i apologized immediately to the mm-hmm. lord and to them in prayer you know i was just like lord i'm sorry for the way that i thought about those folks i'm sorry for the way i acted i'm sorry i'm being so disrespectful in this moment where i should be here in awe of what just happened you know taking you into my body again and should have been praying for people not you know, acting in this way. Um, but, and it was such a grace in that moment for him to, right. to, to put my attention to that. And But the amazing thing is, is that you were able to realize that because yeah. you're more in tune to hearing the Spirit change your thought pattern. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. The more we spend in, in time in front of him, mm-hmm. you know, either receiving him or in the uh, adoration, you know, or just being in time with him, he, we're able to, like, our mind isn't all about ourselves most of the time. Sure. And when we do think something selfish... It's amazing how quickly it's like kind of like uh, what's the, the snuffer on the candle, right? That thought yeah. is gets snuffed out because God's like, no, you know, are you are you recognize yourself? Say, no, I'm not going there. I yeah, know that's wrong. That's really yeah. what I said is I'm not right. going to do that anymore, and I'm sorry that I let it get as far as it did. And it really is that spiritual maturity that we talked about a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It's getting to that point where you're you're in tune with that stuff and you're listening and you you stop it from happening. You don't go along with it, right? Because at that time the, the devil's just hanging the carrot out there, right? And he's like, Yep, keep coming this way, keep coming this way. And eventually you just shake your head and you go, wait a minute, there's there's I'm never gonna get that carrot. And all it's doing is taking me away from right. the place that I need to go. Um, you know, the next thing is really judgment. That's the other sin we have to walk on because our insecurities throw us into a state of judging others to try tearing them down to make ourselves feel better about our own issues. That's the thing is is, you know, well, I'm not as bad as they are, or or they might be this, but I'm not as bad as I think I am. You know, they they probably walk around all day thinking about how much holier they are from everybody else. So that judgment starts you to attacking someone else, you know, to tearing them down, and then you lose your charity, right? That That's yeah. the thing it does, is you start judging people, and that charity starts going out the door. The thing that all virtue has to flow from is charity, right? And so if we're sitting there judging other people, we, we might as well just be sitting there throwing darts at them, you know, one at a time and just hitting them and hurting them. Even though they don't know it, we're doing this and it's robbing us of our charity, which is the goal of the devil, is to get us to, to, to not be charitable towards others, to not put our neighbor first, to not care, um, to tear others down. So judgment's a big part of that. Then you also have uh, gossip. Right, so when you're judging, then you establish all these thoughts in your mind about who this person is, what they're not, why they think they're this, and then what do you do? You go talk to your friends about it. Mm-hmm. Can you believe so and so wearing that veil all the time in church, or can you believe so and so that car they bought? Da 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 da. And you start well, you tearing know, I heard people this, down. Right? right? You know, I heard they do this, and I guarantee yeah. you that's one of the least confessed sins is gossip, gossip right? Yep. Because it just is so natural to people because you feel insu- insufficient or insecure in a way. Mm-hmm. So you lift yourself up by ripping on somebody else and we don't think anything about it. It's like, okay, I feel good again. I'm going to go about my day. And even though you didn't walk up to somebody and call them a name or punch somebody in the face, you basically did the same thing without their knowledge of it. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's that's a huge sin that we I, I think goes un 
confessed all the time. Um, you know, and you lead, if you think about that, when you're gossiping, you're leading other people to sin because you're bringing them into your judgmental attitude and into your comparison and, and into your anger and all of that. I can't tell you how many times I know that I've formed some, I have formed someone else's opinion of someone else by my thoughts and the influence I had over somebody. And I knew it and I felt terrible about it afterwards. Like that's a good person. And because I'm angry with them now, I've taken another good person and they don't like them because of our friendship or because of a way that I've manufactured or told a story. Mm -hmm. And now two people don't like that person. And now he's being uncharitable or she's being uncharitable. I can't tell you how many times I've told my wife something and I've said it in anger. And <laughs> right. she's like, I don't like that guy. Let's, you know, I'll, I'll never speak to him again. Well, you know, they're, you know? They, they, they protect. Right. Yeah. They protect so I've made the mistake yeah. of like right. mentioning too much to Angela about things or when I'm, my emotions have the better sure, of yeah, me. Yeah. So, but those are some of the sins. Now I want to talk about some of the how to's. You know, because um, we don't ever want to sit here and just talk about a show where it's like you're going to send, 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 you have no hope. Um, you know, one of the things I would say first is maturity. Like we have to have the maturity to look at ourselves when these feelings arise and ask why. You know, not point everything on them, but why am I feeling this way? That's what happened to me in that moment was just, you know, what is it about the veil that that's really speaking to me? Like mm -hmm. why do I, why am I projecting this onto them? And, you know, when I dug into that answer, it's like, maybe deep down, I don't think what I'm doing is enough. You know, maybe I need to, I think I've got to do one more rosary or one more this, or or I'm not knowledgeable you, enough to talk to anybody that's a super Catholic. Are you going to wear a veil tomorrow? Right, no, <laughs> I, I maybe around my neck, you know. What is, what is, I know what you're saying, I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt, but no, you're, okay. you're right, you're right. But you, yeah. start, you start to just, um, you know, put all this on somebody else, but really you've got to take the time to uh to look at it because most of the time what you what you're seeing in someone else that is irking you is something that's honestly in Inside yourself you, right but a lot of us aren't we aren't mature enough and a lot of time a lot of my life i wasn't either to where i go on the attack because i don't want to prick where it hurts right i want to knock the hand away from it and go you know poke somebody else and say you hurt you know not mm -hmm. me and so we have to get to the point where we where we mature and that we understand that what we're really bothered with is something that we're projecting on us. I can't tell you how mad that used to make me when people be I go off about somebody. I'm like, well, you know, it's probably because you see, Angela would say this all the time, it's probably because you see something in them you don't like yourself. I'm like, no, it's not, shut up. You know, and right. it's like, but it's so true because it, I, I've thought about it before and I'm like, man, when I'm really being honest with myself and, I, and the anger's gone or the emotion's gone, I'm like, you know what? That's probably right. Like there is something that I don't feel confident in myself about. And that's why I was angry. So we've got to work on that point to where we can get to maturity to understand that. The next thing I would say is trust. Like we need to counter our insecurities with the truth of God, that we are enough, that we're worthy um, because he deems it so. So often we, we, we live in our insecurities and we allow the devil to just sit there and fan into flame those things that tell us we're not good enough and then we lose confidence in ourselves, and we wind up being an angry judgmental person and we walk away from the person that god calls us to be you know there's a verse here from ephesians it's it, it's ephesians 1 4 through 6 and it says as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world to be holy and without blemish before him in love he destined us for adoption to himself through jesus christ in accord with the favor of his will for the praise of the glory of his grace that he granted us is in the beloved that tells you three things. One, God chose you, right? He mm -hmm. chose for you to exist. Two, he adopted you. 
you know, through your baptism and all that. So you were worthy. Why would he go to the trouble of choosing you, making you, adopting you, uh, unless it was the final one to accept you as you are? So, you know, the thing is, you are enough because God says that no matter how you feel, no matter what the devil tries to tell you, you're enough. So what you need to focus on is when these insecurities come up, when you're worried about other things, you need to focus on, all right, God finds me worthy. These are things that he is showing me in the light of his goodness and the light of his mercy to work on in my life. And so instead of projecting this on someone else and taking myself into sin, I'm going to look at how I can better myself and how I can deal with these interior issues that I'm having to deal with. Uh, the next thing is prayer. We need to ask God to help us to get to the root of our insecurities and for his help in recognizing them so we could squash them before they lead us to sin, right? God, why am I feeling this way? That's what I did in that pew. Why is this bothering me? Why is this now a thing? Why is that person with the veil that I see all the time, it doesn't bother me, bothering me in this instant? Is it something I've done, right, that, that that's just now coming to fruition somewhere where I got spiritually lazy? What is it that I'm angry at myself about that I'm projecting onto them. So we need to pray for God to realize, help us realize that. No to comparison. Quit listening to the devil that's trying to control you through insecurity, right? When the minute that, that, that switch comes on, that light comes on, that's all about comparison. I don't have this. They've got that. They're prettier than me. They've got more money than me. They're better dressed than me. They're more popular than me. Any of that stuff, squash it because it doesn't matter. None of that stuff's going to matter when you die. What's going to matter is how you lived your life and how you loved others for Christ. So stay away from comparison. The last is practice virtue. How do you combat the seven deadly sins of, you know, some of them we've talked about, pride, wrath, envy. You combat them with humility, charity, gratitude. And as long as we're practicing that and you do that, guys are going to be doing that over the next, you know, however long we're doing the narrow road, you know, going three years probably on virtues then as long as you're practicing in some way, whether it's narrow, the narrow road or something else, these opposite virtues, you're combating those things in your life. And God's going to continue to give you those opportunities to practice that virtue. It's always a choice, just like temptation, right? If you see something on TV and a woman comes on that's scantily clad and that lust meter goes off in your head, you have a choice of, am I going to give in to this or am I going to say no to this? Am I going to flip the channel or am I going to allow myself to go into this? It's the same thing in all sin in our life. So with insecurity, we know now through listening to this, and, and if we're being honest with ourselves, where it leads us. And it's a snare that the devil has placed in front of our, our feet, right? He's got these things laid out everywhere. And living a life of virtue, living a life uh, that's centered on holiness and trying to be who God is calling you to be is all about starting to recognize those snares, right? Sometimes you're going to miss a snare and step on a landmine, right? But most mm -hmm. of the time, if you train yourself and you're missing these snares, you're constantly growing in spiritual maturity. You're walking towards holiness and it's getting easier for you to be the person that God calls you to be. So guys, do not let insecurity drag you down. God says you're enough and that ought to be enough for you. So let's take that to prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, insecurity is something we all have to face at some point in our lives. It wells up within us whenever we allow the devil to tell us we aren't good enough. Help us to resist the temptation to compare ourselves to others. And Father, whenever we begin to feel insecure about ourselves, give us the strength to be mature and remind us that we are enough because you have said so. In the name of the Father, Father and the Son, and, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com. 
or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com. <laughs>